Hey, everybody. Welcome to AU Radio. I'm Greg. I'm Corey. I'm George. I'm Brendan. Katie. And lurking in the background. I'm Ian. Ian. Katie. Brendan. Brendan. Nope, I'm there. I'm, I'm there, Eugene. It's all right. I'm there. <laughs> George. Ian. Corey. Greg. Nice to have everybody here. It's, uh, it, it's hot in the studios again this week. Did we get a like phone call from the... Uh, the <laughs> Not yet. No, none of the downloads so far have been from people who run air conditioning thing. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you, we're going to have to work on that one just a little bit. Good week. Good week. A lot of cool things happening. And uh, I left last week with a major, major question that I kind of wanted everybody to sort of think about just a little bit and let's let's chat about this before we kind of jump into some other things i'm perplexed by the ultimate catastrophe every movie that we go see every comic that i pick up has like the ultimate world threatening catastrophic event or the overarching bad guy you know that's the the thanos the um yeah, dark side. I, I, in fact, I wrote a bunch of them down here. Uh, Doomsday, um, onslaught. I can't read all my writing here. Ultron, uh, apocalypse. I mean, we have the ultimate bad guys. We have the ultimate world-threatening, universe-threatening cataclysms, and yet we keep having movies. Is there a point? Do you guys feel like there's a point? And we sort of touched on this last week, but is there a point that we just got to say, "Come on." I think it kind of translates and it's progressively getting more and more into like the villains from the Powerpuff Girls where no, exactly. Okay. (laughs) But if you go back and watch those, they wanted to blow up the planet more often than not for no reason. They're like, no, we're just going to blow it up. Okay. Well, why don't you live on it? No, we're just, (laughs) we, we just want to. Well, so I think I think to me Thanos is the the guy. That's that's kind of the penultimate. Yeah. As far as those go. But you, you know, honestly, I think what we're going to wind up seeing <clears throat> is increasingly more and more stories kind of like Logan where it's a much smaller, more personal and dramatic story where you actually delve into the psyche of the characters themselves as opposed to what can they do? Now it's how do they feel? So that's that, yeah. that's exactly where I was kind of going is to me that was the reason like the first season of Daredevil was so good. Um the second season was pretty good. <laughs> but the but the first season was excellent and it's because it was back to that personal story. It was back to that what is this guy besides fighting his inner demons? What else is he like You know, I'm trying to save my neighborhood. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not. I mean, we all need to, you know, think globally, act locally type of thing. Right. But but in the end, that's when you get Batman was Batman because Gotham was Gotham. Right. 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 You can't. Batman shouldn't be. In the Avengers, if that makes sense. I understand he's in the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big galactic things. But the things that make those stories work is is bringing it back to a smaller level. When I first started getting into comics, it was very the exact opposite, where um, DC was very, hello, random citizen, and very, like, very, (laughs) just got really into, like, the aspect of the hero of what Corey said, what can they do, or what Ian said, what can they do, and then Marvel was the exact opposite of that, as it delved more into the character. Now it's almost kind of flipped, which is a little bit why I'm mad at Marvel right now, but (laughs) we're not going to, that's a whole other podcast. 
Interesting. Hey, new guy. Yes. Eugene, Brendan. I don't know why. I just want to call him Eugene for some reason. Because he bears a striking resemblance to Eugene Merman. Ooh. <laughs> that's not so bad. Is that, it's not bad at all. I think that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but no. <laughs> Thoughts from you? You know, I, I think along the, the line of what Corey and Ian were saying, the idea of, of, yes, you can have these big galactic dramatic things, but but eventually people become statistics and cities become just a dollar sign in terms of how much damage was done. And the more you see, you know, the, the, the main character's world just around them being impacted, it, I think it tells a better story. It's a deeper story. It's a more mature story. So I think, especially if you look at folks that are, you know, if you're, you know, a few years ago, if you were early teens, you wanted the big Michael Bay craziness. But as you get older, you start realizing, hey, there's a world that I can actually impact around me. I want to hear those stories. Yeah, absolutely. There's also, cool. um, hey, look, it's Ian. Hey, I'm still here. Ha! Boo. Um, what was this? Oh, there's also the uh, the aspect. I'm talking to the other side of the room. Uh, I'm at, for those people listening, which would probably be everybody on a podcast. Um, I was talking the opposite direction because we've swung a microphone. We're sharing. <laughs> sharing is caring, folks. Um, one of the things you have to think about is the, the amount of time that they have to tell a story and how much bang you're going to get for your buck. So as we see a progression into the characters and comic book stories we love into a TV series that affords more time for that character development versus the spectacle, which is what you want from a popcorn flick. That's, that's yeah. the absolute, that's a, that's a perfect point, but it, it's, it's it di- digestively from an intellectual perspective. It's the same thing with single issues and graphic novels I and mean, you're getting a bigger chunk of the story at a time. So it, it's, I, I think what you were going at is when is too much too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you sit and watch like the Avengers or Superman, you know, V Batman and the ultimate chaos that they they rain down upon the city. They've they've destroyed blocks and blocks and blocks and we never even think about the fact that, you know, how many lives actually that were you know, affected by that. Uh, cars, buses, you know, you think uh, Godzilla, you know, stomping on Tokyo and that, that whole thing. And it's, it's when's too much, too much. And I, I think you've kind of made that, that point here. Star yeah. Wars Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It was just a bigger Death Star. You had how many years to think of a really cool thing Kylo to Ren's do with feelings it? were really hurt. <laughs> Uh, were, you, were you just talking about a, a, a new hope awakens? <laughs> a new hope awakens. A new new hope. You're not oh, wrong, so, George. No, you're not wrong. I love that movie for the record. But <laughs> no, it's it, a good movie. It's like it's playing the greatest hits off of the old Star Wars movies. It was fan service. So I feel I feel like the the, the comic aspect of it is also it's fallen down the same rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Is people like comic readers are gravitating away from the big two in droves because of event fatigue and the exact same thing is going to happen to the movies because you can only build it so far. Sure. And, and, you know, like on top and on top and on top and civil war two just happened and then secret empire. And then, you know, it's just, you keep trying to blast the doors off and it's when they bring it back is when it resonates. And that's when everybody connects with it. You know, I, I think back again to that mentality of, you know, who'd want to live in Tokyo? You know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to, you know, it's, uh, maybe he's been here once. He won't strike again. It's, uh, I used to live in the Midwest where it's tornado alley 
and you know you do it through a town that just got you know by a tornado and people are rebuilding and you're like what are you crazy you know? <laughs> well what are the odds yeah <laughs> to the what point are... where they made a board game about it king of tokyo right? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that was kind of the whole point of the of the topic was you know just when is too much too much and can can we keep creating a bigger better bad guy and i'm sure we can but then i'd like to see all the bad guys to get together to beat the other bad guy you know this is kind of like a wrestling match you know it's like <laughs> well I, that's kind of what suicide squad was supposed to be <laughs> yeah it wasn't but it's what it was supposed to be well it's supposed to Came be parley quinn and the pussycats honestly <laughs> Hey, anybody see uh, Spider-Man <laughs> I was this just week? about to ask. I didn't yeah. want to jump the gun. Uh, I did. I went yeah. to go see it opening night. It was... Yes, here we come. Uh, you know, I was actually going to wait to tie it into what we were just talking about because I feel like it does It does a good job at not having that new ultimate bad guy. Like, I, I don't want to get into... I don't know. Do we... Spoilers? Do we... What do we do with that? I don't want to, like, over-explain anything. Or uh, he fights Batman. Anybody. We know. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to go that far, but you're right. He does, he does, in fact, fight Batman. That is part of, uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming. They're going to go see it. Hey, you said Batman was in this. <laughs> you got you to look really close, but he's there. Uh, but he's speaking, the- speaking of, speaking of, there is a, a tribute Easter egg spoiler. And, and I don't know if you caught this or not, George, but there is a scene in the show, and I haven't seen it yet, but I just, I just read about this. Anybody remember Star Trek IV? Voyage Home, where they go back and they're on the bus. That's the one with the whales, right? One of the whales, yeah. And the guy on the bus that has George's giving me that. Mm-hmm. The punk rock dude. The punk rock dude <laughs> with the boom box that's, you know, listening to the music. Spock, you know, gives him the neck pinch and you everybody, know, everybody cheers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same dude that was the punk rock dude is a street punk rock dude with a boom box in Spider Man. Oh that is such a random throwback. I but was that's awesome. I wasn't close to on the fence at all about seeing it, but now I have to see that. <laughs> now you have to see, just look for that. So you know, there's I don't know how that that's ties to the weirdest tie-in ever. But I am so all about that. That's amazing. Look for the boombox <laughs> punk guy. You know. So, but you you like the show? I did. I did. Um, it got away from kind of the uh, oh, what do you call it? The Andrew Garfield ones. They had. They had certain aspects of them that weren't bad, but it brings it back to a more like like an old school Peter Parker that's you know got the quips, he's got the jokes, he's young, he's actually in high school. It's they they make a couple of weird choices. I know there's all the stuff online about having hot Aunt May and all that kind of stuff, which it doesn't detract from the movie. Like it's there, but it doesn't really matter. But they they do a really good job at tying it into like all of the, what they've done with Marvel without having to have it be like the you know the ultimate evil that is fighting what's going on. You know, it's this little kid who's kind of trying to help out. Like you know, if it if it was if he wasn't in New York, he wouldn't be doing the things that he was doing. But he, they have an early montage of him like literally helping an old lady across the street. <laughs> awesome. Like, it's like yeah, that kind of stuff. Like it's it's fun. It's uh, uh yeah. I don't know. I. 
I feel like if they make a few more movies like that, it will let off some of the pressure from that, you know, Dark Side, Thanos, all the other bad guys. I don't think Justice League is going to lay off of that. They're going to probably hit that one right on the head. I don't I don't think DC's figured out no. that yet, but I think Marvel feels it. Uh, Ant-Man had totally. a much a much more reserved feel to totally. it, which was amazing. That's one of my favorite of the Marvel movies. Yeah. And so, but I mean like any of those, yeah, you know, you're playing on a different level with Guardians and you've got a galactic thing and it's sure. it's big and expansive and there's room for that. But if you keep piling upon and piling on and piling on the Avengers, like it's it's got to collapse at some point. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd, you'd think. <laughs> of course, you know, with the Ant-Man type of thing, you know, and now we're going to be looking at like Wasp and some things like that. You know, their world is an awful lot smaller. So a much larger chaos thing would actually be a smaller chaos thing. Is that sort of? Uh... <laughs> it's Yeah. It'll be Not a threat to sure. the microverse next. Yeah, there you go. There, you go. let's let's look in yeah. inward, inward. What was it? Uh, Fantastic Voyage, all those years ago with Raquel Welch. That was about them getting shot inside somebody, miniaturized and shot yeah. inside somebody's. Uh, that was to, a ride for a while at Disneyland. That yeah, was it was weird. inner space, right? That's where I went. Oh, I went yeah. right to Dennis Quaid. Well, you yeah. know, it's Raquel Welch. I, I went to. Yeah. I, I don't That's know, a much better way to go. Thank you. I don't know how many of you are Rick and Morty fans, but the Anatomy Park thing. We just got a board, <laughs> we just got a board game of Anatomy Park, and I'm so excited! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just How did, did I not see that? It just got in. I just counted it. Oh my god, that's amazing! Because <laughs> nice. that's the grossest episode. It's so good. it's <laughs> vile. So good. Yeah, but that's damn. that's the basis of it. Of is he gets shot in like an adrenaline shot just into this old Vietnam vet's heart and just like goes through <laughs> this theme park that they've made inside his body. Sweet. <laughs> Weird, but that, sweet. That gives us that gives us kind of the perfect jumping off point for why Brendan's here. <laughs> Starting an amusement park. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. Cool. Is there any volunteers who want to host? Yes. <laughs> so I was going to get around to you know talking to Brendan and figuring out you know what, did you just like come in off the street? I just came uh, in off the street. That's yeah. great. That's no. great. Get out now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Of course. No, um, no, I'm here because in a few weeks, on August 12th, uh, I'm running the third annual ConfuseCon, which is just a board game day over at the Richmond Public Library. Cool. Um, just wanted to come in and, and let folks know who hadn't heard about it in the past. Uh, it's usually just a really good time. Uh, it's completely free. We like all sorts of gamers. We like people who've never played a vi- uh, board game before. Uh, folks have been playing for a long time. Yeah, we don't use the V word up here. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it almost slipped out. I keep right. getting pushed to have, like, have a TV set up. I was like, no, no, no we can't do it. <laughs> so, no, uh, board games, card games, uh, some role-playing games are going to be set up. But no, it should be a blast. Can we, can we say the M word? Do we, do we dare say magic? You're, you're welcome to play it. There's no, there's no organized play. Okay. Um, but but it, right. it, it, there will be table space available I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If people want to come with magic decks, they're more than welcome to, but there's nothing, you know, aside from a couple of the scheduled Pathfinder games, uh, there's a couple of D&D games, there's nothing really fixed. Everything's just open tables. Cool. A, a library there so people can come and just grab a game. We'll have people there to kind of help them out in terms of find something that they might like, something that they haven't played before. So nice. folks to teach. And this is when and where again? Uh, August 12th, Richmond Public Library from 9.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Is it anything just to show up? You don't yeah. have to like register or anything. No. Um, yeah, if you go to confusecon.com, uh, you can register. We'll get you a badge. But again, it's free. You can show up and walk in the door. You just won't. You'll get a sticker instead of a, a nice little lanyard. Uh, but aside from that, no. Yeah. 
So I I got the uh, the update on Facebook when you posted the other day, Corey, and I was super excited because I saw the, the board game event, ConfuseCon. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I was confused because, um, let's see, what's today? Anybody? We're recording... This will be 13th. Thank you. Finally, yeah. somebody. 13th, yes. So yesterday was the 12th. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I got to get to the library. <laughs> I was so into it. Then I realized that it was August. August, August. 12th. Yeah. August. So I started a little bit earlier this year to advertise than I did last year. So yeah, we have a little bit of time. Nice. Nice. And actually, we're recording on the 13th. This layer on the 14th. We're recording Thursday, so it airs Friday. But uh, it's, yeah, we still have a month, though. Yes, we still have a month. So and like, it, yeah, if there are things that people want to see, they're more welcome to, to just go to confusecon.com, uh, shoot me an email. Let me know if there are things that you want scheduled. We can try and get that on the board. Or um, you can or you can let us know too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because we're going to help put it on. Um, and so uh, the, these guys helped out quite a bit with uh, Tabletop Day, International Tabletop Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so wanted – just build these gaming events in the Tri-Cities as much as we can. Absolutely, yeah. It, you know, we talked with Donnie last week a little bit about some of the games, and uh, it, it's fascinating to me that, you know, D&D is still around, that it has spawned, you know, Pathfinders and and in its own way, Magic and, and all these other games. And, you know, I remember I've, I've been going through uh, slides if you don't know what slides are, they're little pictures, you know, little um, – I've been going through some of those and scanning those. And I, I ran across some pictures of my grandmother's uh, Canasta Club. And I, I learned to play Canasta like a thousand years ago with see, these dirty, cheating little old ladies. <laughs> and it was just the nastiest thing. I hate playing cards these days, you know, because of that. It's, it kind of hurt my psyche. <laughs> But um, it's so cool to walk in downstairs and and go through you know games and I I you know almost rip them off the shelf and rip them open and start playing with them right there. I think that'd be fun. Well, it's a very welcoming atmosphere. I mean, you walk in and you hear people having a good time. There's never any. Well, I shouldn't say never because I'm not here all the time and you guys are. Uh, I would hope that there's not much bloodshed. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like every time I go by, it always people are playing. Not to sound pedantic, but they're playing nicely with each other and, and taking the time to help each other understand, which, as your brother said, you mentioned when you're playing an unfamiliar game last week with, uh, what was it, Catan? Yeah. Yeah, I had that experience with, I don't even remember what it was called, um, Settlers of the Galaxy, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, very similar situation, one of my old Navy buddies um, brought that over and some beer and then tried to convince me how to settle a galaxy or whatever it was. I don't remember much. I remember laying on the floor and eventually I knocked over the board and that upset everyone. <laughs> More beer was involved. Well, yeah. and that's less and, at that point. Yeah, okay. And that's kind of what's perfect about these types of events, ConfuseCon and International Tabletop Day. It's all about getting people into the hobby. Right. Yeah. It's all about spreading the stoke of the uh, the hobby that you don't have to be afraid of these games. Like you know, you played Sorry and you played Monopoly, but hey, this isn't scary. This is a whole lot of fun, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, and you were telling me that that like you get a lot of people that are just at the library who are right. like, oh hey, what's going on in here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the vast majority of people who come in, they're just kind of like there for the day, and they have their kids, and they're just like, oh, let's just hang out here for the next six hours and play games. Sure, and it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah we love. We just, yeah, we, we really like having new people come into the hobby because it's a good hobby. I mean, you can meet a lot of friends this way. It's it's certainly constructive. You know, all the, the learning educational skills are definitely there. But for the most part, it's really just, it's a fun thing to do. 
And, yeah. You know, over the past 10 years, there's been this huge resurgence of, of games that are being published and different kinds of games and games from different countries. And it's just, it's really great. Ian and I were having a conversation about this uh, a while back, uh, the the resurgence and the popularity of that. And uh, part of that was the fact that, you know, when you play the, the V games, a lot of times you are in a room by yourself. You may be online with somebody chatting with someone, but you cannot see facial you know, uh, body language, you, you and it's just, it's very impersonal. Whereas with this, I mean, yeah, if the guy's going to throw a beer, you're going to get hit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, I also think that that's part of it. I think that's part of the resurgence is we've all are so used to digital communication. Mm-hmm. You know, 90% of the people I know don't like to take phone calls. They like to get texts fast, concise, let's move on. Right. I don't like texting. I don't like texting at all. And it's because I'm an old fogey and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I don't like it because I can't hear inflection. Like I can't, I don't get yeah, why you don't return my text. Yeah. <laughs> if you'll notice, and I feel bad about it, all my texts are one word. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No. Roger. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's not because I don't want to talk to you. I'll, I'll talk your ear off, but I don't like to type it because you can't, I, use sarcasm and hyperbole and that doesn't translate in text at all and so uh, but be, it's sarcastic exactly sarcastics. that's why I, thank you ian from the back room yeah, I, put, I put anyway um but the, i think that's what's driven board gaming to be such a huge thing and so many people are coming back to it is because it forces you to get people together in a room yeah and talk to each other and be around each other and whether we realize it or not as primates, we still crave that, and it's kind of being <laughs> filtered out. <Yeah. laughs> but it's being filtered out of society, and we're just scrambling to find things to do it. And gaming is the perfect way because it's light and still, you know. There is yeah. such a social aspect to it, and if you don't have a welcoming atmosphere of it, like you were talking about, it's going to die. Yeah. So nobody's going to play. Those people are jerks to me. Why would I want to go back? It's going to yeah. die if you're not like, hey, no, come play with us, please. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. August 13th. 12th. 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 Don't come the 13th. 12th. Please don't come the <laughs> 13th. 12th. 12th. <laughs> 12th. Got it. Yeah. 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 All right. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, wow. I, I can't wait because I, I think I related this story at one point in time that Many moons ago, when I was uh, in in the Midwest working at a local radio station, D and D had basically come out, mm. and I was thinking this is the coolest thing in the world. I mean, this is this is nerd heaven for for me because I was really into the sword and sorcery thing. I read all the Conan Bar- you know Conan the Barbarians, and uh, it was actually before Arnold you know was Conan. Uh, was a Conan, let's put it that way. What, thank you. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's another topic we can jump into. But I wanted to play D&D so bad and nobody around. I would get on a 100,000-watt radio station and say, hey, does anybody play D&D? Give me a call at 555-1212. And pff, you, want to, you want to do an After Dark episode? Sure. And play, and play around? Sure, I think oh, I think we should. I think we could do a D and D game. I we should do that. That would be fun. That would yeah. be amazing. I'm so yeah. down. Okay, I'll start. I'll, I'll find a module. We'll do this. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I, I'll I'll make a note. I'll make a note. Hey, uh, something I saw this week. I don't know if we'll get it in soon, but I have to have it. 
you know, uh, our, our comics guy is not here yet, uh, but the Beatles Yellow Submarine's coming up on 50 Ooh. anniversary, and the editor of Mad Magazine is doing a comic book of what? Yellow Submarine. Oh, Do you know man. when that's coming out? Whenever the 50th is, which should okay. be like coming up, um, I'm thinking like October, but I'm not sure. I'll, we'll make sure that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. You know, it was a cartoon anyway. Yeah. So so what else is new this week? We had anything cool in this week? Prelude to the Dark Knight uh, metal. The casting. Yeah. Dark, yeah. dark Days, the casting was yeah. the new uh, oh, yeah. Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of batman centric but it's a whole yeah. dc universe thing katie's read it i actually haven't yet it's so good i'm i'm a diehard scott snyder fan he can just trudge out a just absolute garbage and i'll go pick it up um but <laughs> any he, he can do no wrong in my eyes it's very it's very prophetic for scott snyder it's very winter is coming which is completely off the wall of what he does but it's really, really, really good. It's very like a war is coming. We're all like preparing for it. There's this crazy metal that like amplifies everybody's energy and heals people's wounds and makes some people like thousands of times more powerful than they regularly are. And bad things are going to happen because of it. And we got to figure that out. It's amazing. It's so good. So I want to chime in on that description because that actually harkens back to our earliest conversation in this podcast of the ultimate evil always amping right. up. Right. I feel like it can happen in a few different ways, but when when a writer, I, I feel very much the same as Katie does, I feel like Scott Snyder can kind of do no wrong. I feel like more and more, at least DC recently, well, actually, I can't, never mind, not isolated situation that we're talking about right now don't don't look at anything in the past they put <laughs> they put a writer like scott snyder on this book because i think they wanted it to feel more personal like he he gets to the core of characters and actually tries to develop and actually add to their history their i don't know their their reason for doing what they do trying to keep it more of a personal thing rather than this the generic hero's quest you know like just doing things because it's altruistically good like they all have their own personal motivations and all that so in one of the most beautiful ways possible ever there was a uh whenever he was doing the new 52 run he was talking about how he how batman was willfully just passing the um the joker serum that he had he was just willing it not to affect him and infect him at all um he was like don't He's talking about how afraid Batman was. He was talking about how don't think about the fact that you're 42 sitting in a chair and this disease is taking over you. Just don't think about that. Just think about what you have to do next. That's something that I really feel like nobody's ever done with Batman ever. Hmm. Interesting. So good. I'm so excited. <laughs> cool. Uh, something I, I did see, too, that... Um... Somebody mentioned something earlier about oh you you we're talking about the uh, the pussy cats yeah. or you know something like that. Yeah. Um, my from my days the Archies were really popular. You know, as the Bang Shang Lang and Sugar Sugar and the the, the made up created you know band that had all these hits. Uh, Archie Comics is releasing a series called The Archies. About the band? About the band. (laughs) Leaving Riverdale. Yeah, they're leaving Riverdale and they're going to go and they'll be playing with other real 
bands. I guess there was a series that was kind of like uh, Archie versus um, Kiss and Archie versus. Uh, He's met a lot of people, yeah. The, the like Ramones, them. yeah. They, they, I think all the ones you've just mentioned. Yeah, been. <laughs> and I think they're they're harking this kind of into that same. So. Uh, They've done so. They've done a lot of cool stuff with that plane, with that realm, right? You know, and there was the what Archie Afterlife is that? What yeah, the Afterlife oh, yeah. thing. The zombie after, one, when he died. legitimately yeah. well written and drawn horror Archie comic book. Yep. Everybody yep. should go check it out if they're halfway interested. Still, one of my all-time favorite possessions is Archie meets the Punisher. Yeah, I, I love that issue. Wasn't there a Predator one too? I could be totally I, wrong. No, I believe that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was cool. But did, did you see what they did with Riverdale? Did you watch any of that? I, I've seen the the new comic book. But so it's it's now Archie there's... meets Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with, with so much CW poured over the top of it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I have a big problem with CW. All right. I have a huge problem with CW. I guess maybe because I'm, I'm a little bit older. I loved the era when it started. I loved Arrow. I just thought this this is the best thing that I ever saw in my life because I've always been a you know Green Arrow fan anyway. And it became, and I, I hope nobody takes offense to this, but it became a teenage girl's nightmare because everything was about you know these these teenage girl feelingy kind of. And I'm looking right at yep. Katie as I say that, and I apologize. Oh no. <laughs> I feel the same way you do. It's my problem with Sons of Anarchy. It was my problem with Walking Dead for a little bit. These really, really cool, amazing storylines just became a really good example of Sons of Anarchy. The first couple seasons were amazing, and then it just turned into Grey's Anatomy with on motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. cheated on me with your yeah. and then go shoot somebody. You looked at me cross-eyed, and yeah. I'm really upset about that, and I'm not going to let you wear my shoes, super upset okay? Super <sighs> so the one the one that they do right is the flash the flash is amazing even though they've done some crossover stuff yeah. but yeah they're they're the flash yeah. is really good uh, arrow i had a hard time hanging with and i'm with you arrow is one of my green arrow is one of my favorite characters yeah ever. i was obsessed with robin hood when i was little and i was like wait there's a hero that's basically robin hood meets <laughs> batman cool yeah. <laughs> i'm all about this and uh you know and then it was always kind of like nobody wanted to talk about him for the longest time. And then Kevin Smith's run, like, made him relevant again. So good. So good. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. And that is my opinion. I was telling Travis a couple of days ago, as my opinion, is the reason the lay person knows who Green Arrow is now is that comic yeah. run. Like, that's what made it all possible. Sure. But it, that CW... T- uh, Taint, I guess. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. An, an infection. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. That's a good one. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's been so many of those that that they start off with the best of intentions. I feel like, and uh, I I kind of got to a point with the Flash that um, I, well, I still really enjoy the show. Uh, I kind of you know I'm I'm probably a season behind, at least a season, maybe a season and a half. Arrow, I got through three and I went. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my testosterone levels have been dropping and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that that being said, I can I, – I'm not wholly opposed to that. I'm, I'm a huge Buffy and Angel fan, which is exactly the same thing. But it was it was handled more deftly 
as opposed to just beating you over the head with it supernatural style. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Bringing up supernatural makes Katie sad. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Why, Why is that? There was an episode of the podcast that we did either last week or the week before. Might have even been the After Dark thing where we talked about my feelings on Star Wars where I completely ignore everything that happened in Force Awakens where I... Where I'm just like, nope, that didn't happen. Everything past season five, I completely ignore. Because season five was supposed to be the end of Supernatural. They were like, nope, this is the end of the story. We're wrapping it up. And fans learned that and they freaked out and were like, no, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. And they're like, okay, there's all this money to be made. Okay. So they changed it the last second and everything past that was just garbage. And I believe we're rolling into season forty nine or fifty or twelve or thirteen. Twelve or thirteen, yeah. Put the dog down, man. (laughs) Speaking of, Jared Padalecki is uh, celebrating a birthday this week. Oh yeah! Happy birthday, Jared! (laughs) We love you. Thirty four, thirty four. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, and and that was actually a question I wanted to ask at some point. Was you know how does a show like that? And again, we kind of hark back to the, the ultimate evil. How many times have they? You know, they've gone to hell. Can I say that on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've they've had this. You know, they had Armageddon at one point. There, they had you know the end of the world, the the, the biblical you know apocalypse. Uh, the and now season 14, 15, oh, yeah. 20, Dean makes 25. the sandwich. Yeah, it's <laughs> my. <laughs> it's like we were talking about with um, heroes getting tv shows because there's so much more time to focus on who they are as a person and why they do what they do but on the other side of the coin my issue is okay if you're gonna have an amazing tv show it needs to have a beginning a middle and an end where you're not just trudging on of like okay we're just going to push this out until we stop making money on it and then we're going to end it on a low note well the same thing you, you you need the people making these shows to have a game plan yeah. of some sort or else you end up with – and it really hurts me to say this, but Battlestar Galactica, which is one of my favorite shows ever. But Ronald Moore just said like a couple weeks ago, like the opening of that show says, you know, the, the Cylons and they have a plan. And that never came out. Like what was their end game? And somebody finally asked him like, look, dude, what was their plan? Because you didn't say it. And he's like, oh, pff, we didn't have any idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I remember reading an interview with somebody who had gone to a, a rap party for Lost. And it was like, you know, still six months left in the season, but they'd finished filming it. Mm-hmm. And it was the final season. And they were like asking the writers like, so how did you, you know, the polar bears and you wrap up this yeah. and that. And they're like, oh, we didn't. We had no intentions of ever doing it. <laughs> like you jerks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I'm glad that there's this resurgence of miniseries. Yeah. You know, you yeah. see it in, in you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, all of these kind of niche markets for distribution. You can get away with saying, this is a six-episode arc, period. Yep. You know, yeah. Maybe we'll do something afterwards, but this is a complete story. You know, we can we can totally pay for those six episodes. That's great. Get it done, get it out, and if people like it, that's amazing. But it, it's complete, at least. Yeah, you exactly. You don't have to worry yeah. about the idea that it has to go on as a franchise forever. That's kind of one of the things that makes me super excited about Game of Thrones, was they were like, okay... Even though all the books aren't done, we know what the story arc is going to be. We know where it ends. Right. And they were like, okay, so there's two seasons left. That's all you get. 
and there's going to be, you know, eight episodes this season mm-hmm. and six episodes next season. Or seven and six or something like that. Yeah, it's th- it's 13 total, so yep. it's seven and six. Yep. But it's like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all that's left of this story. Thank God. Good. <laughs> like, I love Game of Thrones. I love it so much. That crap is all over my house. I love it. But give me a great story with a solid ending and move on. I don't I don't need to see the Big Lebowski 2. I don't need to see like you don't have to go back to the well even though it makes you money. <laughs> Leave the things I like alone. Yes. James Krasinski was uh, kind of that way with with Babylon 5. He knew that Babylon 5 was going to run I think it was seven it was seven season. Yeah. And he, that was his ultimate plan was to have it run seven season then then end cuz he had other things he wanted to do. And you know, some of them didn't work out quite as well as I think maybe he crusade, you know, was one of those that mm-hmm. uh, he he had. Uh, and when he wanted to tell another B5 story, he just did a movie. That's, that's which the best way to do it. I kind of like that, you know, OK, it's two hours and, uh, you know, there's beginning, middle and, and end. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I just really appreciated that as opposed to some of these kind of the supernatural thing where. Who so it, cares anymore, you know? So it's, we're definitively answering the question, is it better to bird out than fade away? I think. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, it's, well, it's why everybody still loves Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've got 13 great episodes. We've got 10 great episodes. <laughs> and a movie. <laughs> when people when people would, because I used to work at Hastings, and uh, people Where? would. It, yeah, exactly. Okay. We don't talk about it. No, uh if you guys don't know, Hastings was a little like movie rental place that shut down <laughs> because of incompetency. What's a movie rental? Exactly. So, but people would be like, "Oh, I'm I've never watched Supernatural before, so we're gonna rent it." And I would be like, "Okay." And if I felt like they would were open to suggestion, I would look them dead in the eye and I would say, "You're going to want to go past season five. I'm telling you, don't don't, <laughs> don't do it." I know you're going to go past season five because they have this like crazy cliffhanger. You're going to regret it and you're going to come back and you say, Katie, you were right. I should have listened to you. And every time they did. Yeah. Every time. And then there are those that didn't get the chance. They did the cliffhanger and it was like the story's gone because for whatever reason. And then you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, come My name on. is Earl. I Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So unfulfilled. <laughs> hey, crab man. Ah, so Ew. unfulfilled. Uh, we had a couple comments this last week that uh, were thrown out to uh, to who it. I, I guess you wound up getting those, didn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Corey. Yeah, uh, and and we actually had one that that came into us about uh, Jack Kirby, and I. I sort of make an assumption on this show that everybody knows who we are talking about when we throw out different names. And uh, uh, this person didn't know who Jack Kirby was, which okay. that, that's, that's cool, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, just kind of as a clarification, um, I, wasn't he like a sidekick to, to Red Skelton? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, so you're I, I get where yeah. that's coming yeah. from and and we should but that's what I want is I want to pique people's interest yeah you know like I, I get not we want to make this as palatable to everybody but if you don't know who it is 
Come find out. Let's let's hook you up. Drop into the store. Find <laughs> out. It's called the internet for a reason too. I think so. I uh, oh, no, stay off that thing. I oh. kind <laughs> of. I may or may not have made my family listen to the podcast or at least an episode. And um, did you untie them yet? <laughs> oh God, I gotta go. <laughs> um, no, but I. Uh, my mom was talking about it and. I just I posted, hey, we I have I'm on a podcast. You guys should listen to it. My mom listened to the episode where we had Donnie, and we were talking about board games and everything. And he, she she's the least nerdy lady I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. She's very like she likes to go camping. She likes football. She was a cheerleader and a volleyball player in high school. She's very very girly. And she's gonna love that you're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> love you, mom. But she she tech. She messaged me on Facebook and was like, I just don't know a lot of the, I don't understand a lot of the references that you're making. Like, what's Catan? Yes. What is that? I was like, well, you should come down to the store and I'll show you. You might like it. Let me show you what I do. Yeah. George has got to leave. So I wanted to make sure that uh, you, you said goodbye, George. Goodbye, George. Thank you. And I, I wanted to make sure to call it out that yesterday was George's birthday. No kidding. Oh, George. <laughs> George. Hey. Thanks. We're not going to sing because, you know, you somebody. Guys, <laughs> you guys don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> somebody will complain about that. And we just don't want that. But happy birthday, man. Thank you. And we have an accord. No singing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, nice. Well, nice. Travis should be following post haste. Oh, nice. Cool. Nice. Well, we get the Trav man. And uh, who, who, if Ian's still floating around, you know, it's. After dark him, episode. Tell him we said hi. After dark episode idea, blood packs. Blood packs? One, no singing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rules in accordance to the podcast? Yeah. We had another comment last week that, uh, or you gave me this comment last week, and I'm, I've been kind of chewing on it for the whole week. And that was the fact that Greg needs to stop teasing yeah, on yeah. some of his stories. Yep. And I, <laughs> I guess, heard, yeah. So so uh, a, a buddy of mine who happens to run um, one of the role-playing games uh-huh. down here has been an avid listener. He's listened to every episode. And Thank uh, you. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm digging the podcast. It's awesome. It's super fun. And he was like, but Greg, man, he keeps having these stories. And he'll name <laughs> drop and then call out that he's name dropped and then just leave you hanging. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep you coming back somehow. But yeah. I have all- So he wants to hear it. I have all these amazing stories about the times that I've hung out with Adam West, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, I guess. I, I like it. Really, Katie? So tell us, how was Adam? No, so, you. Oh, oh, me. You no, have all these stories. No. Well, I, and and my fear is that I don't want to sit and just do the you know the Greg Martin telling stories thing. But I have had an awesome career in in broadcasting business and uh, have managed to hook up with a lot of cool people over the years. That now I call a lot of them friends. Uh, I I actually wound up going to work with uh, the Roddenberry organization with uh, Rod Roddenberry, who's the son of Gene Roddenberry. Uh, he and I were in business together uh, on a, a scuba diving thing. It's kind of a weird thing for another day. Okay, <laughs> but, but at some point you should you should talk about your your podcasting for that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know all the people that I've met through Rod uh, and just. I've just had some awesome experiences uh, through through the radio business, um, and 
gosh, if you got a story that you'd like to hear, yeah, by all means, I'd be glad to. <laughs> might not be true, but I'll be glad. <laughs> Never, dude, it's my credo. I want it put on my tombstone. Never, ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if you guys saw it this week. Um, there's, There's been a lot of maybe news going around about a certain guy with a comb over that sort of kind of maybe is running the country. <laughs> and uh, Andy Serkis was on... Um, oh, on uh, Colbert. Colbert. Was, yeah. it, was it Colbert? No. It was, yeah, it was Stephen Colbert. Was it Stephen Colbert's? Yeah. yeah. And Colbert asked him if he would read some tweets. Um, and- As Golem. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! And... It they make so much more sense when you hear them in that voice, <laughs> oh. as the unhinged oh, travel travel get in on this. It's just now Travis. We're, is... talk, we're talking about. Did you see Andy Circus on Colbert <laughs> reading Trump tweets as Golem? No. Oh my God. <laughs> well, so cool. you're gonna have to. I mean, we'll we'll have to you know pick it up and put it on the. Uh, on the podcast someplace. So it was just phenomenal. I mean, he, he started going into the thing and, uh, um, are, are you leaving young lady? Are you, I got to take off. I guess we're pretty slammed down in the store, man. I tell you what, is, is it my deodorant? Is it, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I should tell a story. I don't know. But, uh, it was nice seeing you again. No, we gotta, we gotta do mid mid cast shift change. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there is a store to run downstairs. Yep. Yeah, other Goodbye, than the studios. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, uh, Andy jumped up on his chair like, like Gollum, and just started doing the whole you know Gollum voice, and which I don't do very well, but uh, so good. it it's was so just, good. Yeah, I watched it about four times because it it was brilliant. Hey, and Travis joins us. Hello, everybody. I got the squeaky chair. You got the squeaky chair. <laughs> That chair actually isn't squeaky. It's you. Oh, <laughs> I knew I was getting old. <laughs> little little oil in the right places will take care of those things. I, did you bring notes? I did notes this time. Yeah, just in case. God, that's that great because I'm not hassle me for being so quiet. <laughs> I'm running out of stories to tell here. <laughs> I did see that Netflix is green lighting season two of Castlevania. So I started it. Yeah. Um, it's on right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only four episodes up so far. And it's beautiful. Yeah. The artwork is gorgeous. And, and that's the story. Where I, that's where I stand on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, the, the couple of people I know that watched it liked it. They were Castlevania fans to begin with. Uh, I played those games and you know i, I don't want to i totally hurt nerd cred but it's they've never been my favorite yeah but it's you know it's cool ravenloft stories <laughs> you know <laughs> i just thought it was interesting though that netflix is because uh, netflix has actually been axing a lot of their you know short-term shows and things like that and uh this one it's not even done you know first season's not done yet and they've already renewed for second season oh, so well, that's cool. uh, i guess that's a and and added to the number of episodes is what I understood. Well, from... that's good because they need to move. <laughs> <laughs> there's they're they're twenty two minute to half an hour oh, episodes, wow. and there's only four of them. Yeah. So you don't get too far into the story, and most of the time, Dracula shows up as a baddie mist. <laughs> uh, 
No kidding. So what's going on, Trap? You gonna be quiet this time? I was, I was hoping not. Okay. I, I, I have no great. idea what you guys have been talking about, though. <laughs> well, if you if you mention something and we've already talked about it, we'll just turn your microphone off. Oh, okay. And you can just sit in the corner and talk. Sounds great. That's good. Have you guys good. been been talking Batman? Well, so uh, Dark Days came up. Uh, the the. Yeah, Katie was talking about uh, the con- yeah. what is it? The casting. That's what it's called. Yeah, that was the latest. And that's pretty much all she said. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, she loved it. She she wigged out about how great she thought it was. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. It's a, it's a nice little uh, pre. Hey, this this is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in it. How this far? Is, this is second episode or yeah, second issue. Second I mean. second issue. Yeah. How far are we from metal happening? Metal is August. I believe. Yeah, August. Like the middle of August, I think. Okay. Hmm. And that's when the uh, the the big secret dark nights are gonna show up. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's so funny because we're talking about we we were talking about the thing that Greg brought up last week of of when is too much too much and like the big ultimate thing, and then I was talking about event fatigue, and now. I'm like, oh, I'm excited for this event. <laughs> so that's why they keep doing it. We get sucked back in. Yeah, it's always going to be a, a, a cliffhanger someplace, something that kind of keeps us keeps us coming in. So what else is new this week? Nobody else. I mean, everybody else has been really quiet this week. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, they uh, they've got the uh, the the war of joke and jokes and riddles going. That's about to hit uh, really heavy. The 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 sides have been cast. No, yeah. everybody uh, seems to be really digging on that one too. Yeah, well, you have pretty much the entire Bat universe is split into two sides. So it's Bat Civil War. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know, you have uh, Joker and Riddler. They have their their gangs that are set aside. Riddler has like uh, Zaz and Scarecrow and Deathstroke and Two Face, and then on the other side, you've got like. Uh, Kind of a weird grouping, like the ventriloquist and Mister Freeze <laughs> and, and Deadshot and Grundy, Solomon. Yes. <laughs> so so DC DC steals from Marvel again. Is that- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's a bad guy civil war, so it's going to be cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just going to wreck everything. <laughs> the streets run purple and green. Yeah. <laughs> So is that it? I mean, we're just Batman and out this week, is it? Well, I I actually picked up uh, one that I'd been like putting on the shelf uh, for a while, and I was like, hey, let's check this out. It, it's called Shade, the Changing Girl, mm. and it's uh, I was like, I should read this so I can actually say I know what this is about. And then, like five issues later, I'm like, I, <laughs> I guess I'm reading the whole thing. What, what is it about? <laughs> it's about uh, it. It actually takes off from a character I had never heard of from way back in '77, an old Steve Ditko character uh, called uh, Rack Shade. Huh. And if you don't know who Steve Ditko is, yeah, look it up and or come in. And just learn come who into Jack the Kirby store. Is. <laughs> yeah. Just come into the store. Yeah. And then uh, so. This follows a character. It, it's all about uh, this uh, cloak of madness that uh, that he has, 
and then gets put in a museum. And this girl, it's an alien girl, steals it. And then, uh, uh, like, mind travels to Earth and inhabits the body of a dead girl. Oh, wow. And then to find out more, you just got to read it. <laughs> it is it is well worth the read. It's Teaser. Teaser. Very, very much. <laughs> the, the, the art is amazing. The story is, is crazy good. That's cool. I, you know, I love to get sucked into a good comic book series. I, I like to usually wait until it's, you know, a couple of years old so I can. <laughs> so you can just binge read. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's how I found my favorite comic book series ever. Yeah. Is, uh, it's a Brian Wood series that Vertigo put out called DMZ. Yeah. You've mentioned that. Yeah. And man, that. I, I found it as I think they had they ran for 72 issues and I found it at like issue 50 nice and went back and that I powered through the trades to get caught up to current and then that month wait was killing me <laughs> oh my god I love that comic so much um, it's a some of you know, some of you don't. Uh, it's a comic that takes place during uh, a second civil war um, set in the present time. And this guy who was an intern for a news agency who gets stranded in the demilitarized zone of this civil war. And it's just the commentary on on the world is uh, not heavy handed. Like mm-hmm. it's handled so well and so prevalent. But there's a scene in that that I don't know hits me every single time I've read it and I've probably read it 10 times but there's a there's a scene where it's like um they're cracking down on art like they're just busting people for everything you know any sort of stepping outside the lines and this guy's a graffiti artist in Manhattan and has been doing it since he was a teenager yeah and he had worked out this plan to paint on the top of subway cars and so when the subway cars parked at the end of the day in the train yard, it would complete one huge. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And guy had been working on it for 20 years and he gets busted for having a spray paint can in his bag. And essentially <laughs> they're sending him to prison for the rest of his life. And he's telling the story to the, to the arresting officer who then is transporting him to Rikers Island via helicopter and flies him over the train yard so he can see it. Oh, cool. And man, that just, oh my God, it hit, I, (laughs) so many onions being cut. Like every time I read it, like this guy's life work and he's going to get to see it once and that, but at least he gets that. And so it's, it's an incredibly well-written book. Nice. Nice. I, I can't, I can't come up with off the top of my head of, of some of those, but there, there have been a few of those kind of things over the years where I've jumped into one because, you know, cover or something just really caught me. And uh, I tend to be fairly conservative when it comes to most of my comics. I don't tend to, you know, go out outside of my little comfort zone very far, but every we'll once in a that. while, yeah, <laughs> every, we'll break that. every once in a while. Well, free comic book day is, is just like this incredible, incredible opportunity of, of seeing what there is out there. And, you know, you just go through and pick up everything. Right. And then read everything, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There's there's been some really good ones, especially this year. Yeah, this year this, I'm I'm stoked on everything that's been coming out lately. It's been everything that 
besides Marvel, I've been really excited. About, <laughs> and not and that's that's not accurate either. I've been really liking some some Marvel comics. So nice. There's another one that uh, came out that I, I'm guessing that I'm just going to get hooked on. It's called Winnebago Graveyard. Oh, that looks amazing. <laughs> I haven't picked it up yet, but it it's, looks good. It's a, it's a nice little uh, little horror comic centered around this uh, this circus in the middle of nowhere, and this family stumbles across it, driving their Winnebago across country. Oh, nice! The one the one I got hooked on horror wise was uh, I just picked up the the first graphic for Moonshine. I haven't read that. I don't one. Don't know that one. No. So, so it's a it's a Prohibition era werewolf story. Oh, really? <laughs> Nice. Got, got these rum runners, you know, making moonshine. But there's also a werewolf epidemic in the Appalachians where it's happening, and it's oh, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> Sounds like a character that George and I inadvertently came up with this morning. Some somebody took a uh, special order for uh, the one night werewolf game oh yeah mm-hmm. ultimate but one night. misspelled werewolf it was w-a-r I was like, oh, is that just a werewolf that works in a werewolf, werewolf. <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> i'm picturing somebody who <laughs> oh my god i'm going off the rails but i my brain totally pictured somebody who transforms into like a mary Kay lady like once <laughs> once a month the moon comes out and they try and sell you makeup out of their pink car <laughs> They're the werewolf. (laughs) Dear God, that's dumb. (laughs) Yeah, but somebody's liable to make that into a... I mean, we do have, uh, you know, naked bear fighter. Shirtless bear fighter. Shirtless bear fighter. Man, I can't wait for issue two of that. (laughs) Have you you seen the cover? No. Is it great? Little little baby bear fighters. Oh, you did show it to me. That's right. That's right. That looks amazing. Have have I talked to you about that? No. This is news to me. I will show you shirtless bear fighter. I think okay. there's one one issue left downstairs. I'll show it to you. It's amazing. I cannot. Uh, yeah. mm. <laughs> Did you read it? Uh, no, I have not read the whole thing. I, I read a, a couple of uh, screen grabs as I was reading through news a couple of weeks ago, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm working on this project with Katie right now for a, a television, or it's actually a, a comic book series off of a television show that I wrote and produced a great many years ago here in the Tri-Cities. And she's just doing a fabulous job on the artwork. And I'm sitting here looking. Is it the, is it the horror series? Yeah. It can't be. Oh, yeah, my God. The, the Anok and Ravina. Yes. And yeah. So we'll get more into that here. Here's <laughs> another story, cool. guys. <laughs> but I, as, as I'm sitting here going through the process of trying to write this, and she's drawing up some you know, some rough sketches and so forth. And I ran across shirtless bear fighter and I'm like, yes, I know this is going to work. If that works, <laughs> I know this is going to work. It just has to work. <laughs> he flies a bear plane. Yes. Yes. So Trav and I did a comic yeah. years and years ago. Um, that was just us being, it was, it was a stress outlet for work. <laughs> it it was absurd, and most of the characters were us just making fun of the people we worked with, and being as. It was know, called the office, right? It, it was. It was. <laughs> I. It was called. I can't even actually say the name because trademark rules. Yeah. <laughs> but. But it was it was basically we we implied that the whole thing started because it was a conversation he and I were having about Spider Man, 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, how does Spider-Man stick to walls when he wears boots? Yeah. Right? And I was like, well. Good point. Why I does, was mad. <laughs> yeah. I said, why did, you know why he wears boots? And he goes, why? And I'm like, because spiders have eight legs and he's only got two, but he's got all the toes as if he had eight feet. Uh-huh. And so anyway, off sprung us coming up with this ridiculous thing. And it came to a point where while these comics were happening, his at the time eight-year-old nephew, Josh, <laughs> Was like, draw this. And we had a, like a three page or four page comic in the middle of the other comic that Josh had written that was about Barney, I believe. Yeah, Barney was <laughs> scraping wood on his porch. Yeah, which was his version of whittling was scraping wood. And, but so I always loved it. It was absolutely absurd. And I thought it was a great premise. And then along comes Axe Cop. Oh, yeah. Right? Which, <laughs> do you know the story of no, Axe Cop? No, I'm. Comic, another comic book artist basically comes home for Thanksgiving and is talking to his five-year-old brother. And he's like, what do you want me to draw? And he's like, a cop with an axe. And he rides a dinosaur. And <laughs> and it just, this ridiculous. And so, yeah, this entire comic <laughs> this guy wrote there, Drew, was written by a five-year-old. And he just would say, there okay, so what happens next? And the kid would tell him. And he'd be like, all right. And off great, it would go. Great premise, though. Yeah. And I was like, God. Did we miss the boat or what? (laughs) Could have been another shirtless bear fighter. Right? You you never know. You never know. Grizzly shark. There you go. Cosmos just always steals our ideas. (laughs) It really does. We have Sharknado, so I mean, never mind. Uh, A couple of birthdays this week. Throw them out here. Uh, Adam Savage turns 49 this week. Uh, The Hasselhoff man is 64. Probably. I don't know if he still looks good in the Speedo or not, but nobody ever does. I've seen the... You've uh, seen him in the Speedo. So I saw um, the Baywatch movie. Oh, yeah? I went and saw it. You paid for it? I did. I paid paid monies. (laughs) And... Uh, You bought it for money? I bought it for money. And he looks almost exactly the same as he did in 1997. (laughs) Yeah, and a, a lot of work done, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of work. Uh, Donald Sutherland is 81, still one of my favorites from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, the end scene on that, I just love that. Vin Diesel's 49. Uh, we wow. mentioned uh, Jared Padalecki's 34. Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, 40. He's older than that, isn't he? He's been around for like 30 years, hasn't he? <laughs> How am I older than that guy? <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, for just because I'm the old guy, Brian May from Queen is oh. 69. And and NASA fame. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, British rock stars just make us look horrible. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I played guitar on Bohemian Rhapsody, and I worked on the Hubble Telescope. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we sit in a really hot room and talk about comic books. Thanks, Brian. Talk yeah. to you later. <laughs> and he stood on top of, uh, what was it, the, the Queen's Castle or whatever, and, uh, and played the... Oh. British National Anthem at one point. Yeah, so that's that's some awesome stuff. Hey, we're about run out of time here this week. We haven't even mentioned uh, that if you'd love the show and you want to sponsor it, send us money. Yeah. We appreciate yep. that. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. And, um, guys, it's been fun. We've kind of had a rotating uh, chairs here. Um, Ian was uh, in for a little while, as well as uh, Brendan and Katie. And... Uh, George had to take off. George took off. It was so, so crazy down there. I didn't even see him go out. 
Yeah. He, he had a birthday dinner with the family he had to book, too. Oh, yeah. So. so, and again, happy birthday yesterday, George. Yeah. Or, or this would have been now two days ago. Yesterday, yesterday yeah. day? Yesterday day. Sure. Yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> So, uh, and, uh, and, and Brendan, um, one more time. Sure. Uh, August 12th, uh, 930 AM to 9 PM confuse con at the risk public library. Lots of games, lots of fun, all free. Please cool. come. We'd cool. love to see you. And it's confusecon.com. Yep. Go check it out. Go register. Um, I like a, that the name is not confusing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusedcon.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, so I'm confused, but that's all right. That's right. You know, get, get the felt board out <laughs> here in just a little bit. Out. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Travis, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Love to yeah. be here. <laughs> Brendan, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, love doing it. Corey, always. Absolutely. I'll see you next week. All right. Join us once again next week. It's AU Radio. You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by binsound.com. AU Radio is a production of Adventures Underground and G-Wiz Multimedia Productions. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.